0: Seminal Headlines 933, Real Talk Radio. Really not gonna not gonna play on Real Talk Radio today, but I just say them shout out to the terrestrial home of Seminole Headlines, uh, as well as WarChant TV, WarChant.com, pod, all that good stuff. We didn't get to do it earlier this week. That's my fault. I was sick, but Ira and Corey are here. We're back, at least to answer some damn questions. If we're gonna ask you guys to submit questions to Facebook and Twitter, at least we could do a circle back after I missed the day of the show and. Try to answer some of these questions, boys. So I, I want to make sure we do that. And first, we say thanks, as always, to our friends at Register Sausage, who, by the way, are threatening to have promo codes for basketball. I Ooh. saw that; it's, it's happening, gang. It's happening. Th-
1: it's times right. have changed. It's a uh, you know a year ago. Well, well, maybe for two. I don't know how long hey, are we put hey, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, on the uh, the the screen every time we try to talk about floors. Or we change the conversation to Taylor Swift. Now we can actually talk about FSU basketball and. Uh, Register Sausage may have a promo code. I told him to jump on after the Miami win. It's time to go, but I guess he's going to wait and see what they do against Clemson on Saturday. But RegisterMeats.com is the website. If you live in this part of the state, North Florida, Jacksonville, across the Panhandle, or down down into Tampa, you can go to uh, your local grocery stores, a lot of Publix's, Winn-Dixie's, Walmart's, Costco's. Go in there. If they don't have it, ask for it. Or uh, if you're elsewhere in the country, go to RegisterMeats.com. The best premium pork sausage you can get.
0: I just want to tell Ben might I suggest suck at Clemson as the mm-hmm. promo code, quote, quote, you know, come Saturday, if it happens, if tomorrow the Knolls get that win, you got a built in yeah. one right there. No so, brainer. Yeah. yeah that, that's an easy one to brand. And by the way, Clemson has a higher net ranking than Miami. So this would be a big deal.
2: I thought it would have been a good promo code uh, after the Miami game to just have Cleveland steamer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like you Just it. saying two points, my man. Two points on one of eight shooting.
0: We've seen Matthew Cleveland be awesome, and we've seen Matthew. We've Cleveland seen a lot of that, that too. We've yeah. seen a ton of that. He is a he's boomer
2: bust as a watch, player. Watch uh, the Watkins dunk. Yes, uh, go watch the Watkins dunk, which was incredible. Yes, watch watch our man's effort trying to get back into that play on defense. Well, it's just kind of standing there, jo- jogging back, watching him rise up and dunk on one of his teammates, and then turn it around and jogging back the other way. But that's the
1: other thing on that, and we're going to get to the questions here quickly, but I thought what was cool about that game was I thought last year particularly and maybe the last couple of years, Miami, even though Florida State won the miracle game down there last year, Miami had become a very tough team with that post player. Like they had been – I thought they were a tougher team than Florida State. I thought this game, Florida State was clearly the tougher team. Um, Tougher
0: team, and boy, those Miami fans got to be about damn tired of Florida State just owning that ass in South Florida. That is six straight down there. And yeah, that's it, crazy. It's crazy. Like even when they're good, when they go to the final four, they get beat by Florida yeah. state. Um, and what is Florida state like 13 and two in their last 15 against Miami. Yep. Sorry, it, Laranega. Almost. It's, it's humiliating.
1: Almost got the, the platinum bohica.
0: That close to the platinum bohica, But at this point, I mean, we're doing kind of whatever we want. So it's, it's humiliating for Miami. They're just kind of bitches. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get some questions here right off the bat. Uh, and, and again, I apologize for the lateness of things, guys. Uh, Garrett writes, I know we wanted Ward, but can you see the offense being more physically imposing with DJ, a 250-pound quarterback, added beef on the offensive line, 215-pound running back? Yeah, I can. I agree with that. I think they can. I think what's interesting about the portal development, guys, and this is not a knock on any player who was on this offense last year, but if this goes according to plan, Florida State's offense can be better next year. Quite a bit, I think. I don't know about quite a bit, uh, but, but
2: it can be, it can be better. Um, I, I think the thing that hurt, hurt Florida State so much down the stretch offensively, and I say hurt relatively, I don't know if you guys remember, they won all their games anyway, yeah. e- even as they struggled a little bit on offense, was that Keon wasn't right. Not Johnny right. missed right. Johnny missed two and a half games. Justin uh, Hill
0: wasn't right. Johnny missed those games. Sh- Hakeem, Hakeem team was out. wasn't yeah, right. Hakeem I, was out. I, I think That's this why I said year, it could be better.
2: Yeah, I, I think and the running game wasn't terrific ever, really. Right. It hit some home runs, but it wasn't a terrific running game. I think this year the offensive line could be improved. And then also, I think just the volume of wide receivers that you have yes. that are really trying to prove that they belong. And you don't have a, an NFL number one draft pick that clearly is a head and shoulders above everybody else, which they're nice to have, but you're going to have so much competition for the, for just to get on the field. I think they could be. And I also think you might have a quarterback that you can count on, on third and three to get you four yards, just running the ball. Maybe. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and, I'm afraid to run them. I tell you that
1: for sure. And we were talking about, uh, and I don't think he's afraid to run it. When we were talking on smash uh, earlier the week, Tom and I, on Monday, I, I made a comment that, Got a, lot, a couple of people riled up on YouTube. I said, "Look, I, I think there's some things about DJ that might be better than Cam Ward." And, and back when it was when it was first when we first started the proposition of is it going to be Cam Ward or is it going to be DJ? And it seemed pretty clear the Florida State wanted to hear what Cam Ward had to say before they decided on DJ. I really wasn't sure. I was never all in on Cam Ward. I just didn't watch them play a lot. The passing numbers are impressive. The overall numbers aren't that great. He has not won a ton of football games in college, and he's had a lot of turnovers. So, you know, I wanted to kind of wait and see. Then they get DJ, and I'm, I mean, I'm excited about DJ. I think he's going to be a good fit for them. And you look at the players they've added around him. And you hear about what a good teammate he is, and just as I think he's going to be a really good leader, he's going to be great for those young quarterbacks. So I think they may have wanted Cam Ward initially, but I think it's going to work out really well with DJ. And yeah, I think the offense. I don't know that it's going to be better than Florida state 2023 at its peak, but, but I think uh, overall it could have that. Cause like you guys said, there were some circumstances that limited them some last year.
0: Well, they didn't have a ton of downfield speed, um, right. even, right. even when they were healthy and now they've, Brought in a bunch of guys that can fly. So, the other thing is, DJ throws a very good deep ball. That's his strength. He makes, he misses too many throws for my liking, but he's got a big arm down the field. And every quarterback brings something different to the table. There are things that Jordan Travis did way better than DJ. And there are some things that I think DJ does better than Jordan. And there's nothing wrong in saying that. I think if you've got burners and you're going to pound the ball with a beefy offensive line and then you're going to go over the top on play action with some guys that can really stretch the field, you've got a chance to to make some big plays down the field that they couldn't make this year. Um, they struggled with that down the field. We saw the numbers that came out this week with the passes downfield within the ACC. They didn't complete a high percentage of those. Uh, I think they have a better chance to do so next year. So it's possible. It's exciting yeah. to think and about that.
1: Uh, and you guys I, mentioned it, but I did want to emphasize, the offensive line could be considerably better. Um, it really could be.
2: It, well, and real quick, I, I you know, DJ ran for 31 first downs last year. That just was not a part of Florida State's offense really much at all was the quarterback running. I think Jordan averaged like 13 yards a game rushing. DJ's not, you know, Michael Vick, um, but I do think his legs can extend some drives, maybe even more so than Jordan did last year. That said, Jordan was special last year for most of the season. He made some incredible plays. He didn't turn the ball over ever, ever. He had two turnovers the whole season, so that's something that you don't know how that's going to work. Well, well but
1: indeed, I think DJ's much better at that than Cam
0: Ward. Cam Ward, sure, yeah. Cam's biggest problem is he fumbles all the time. Yeah. That's like, he he didn't throw a ton of interceptions, but he fumbles all the time. He things. also got sacked 84 sacked times in
2: two yeah. years, and yeah. not all that is on the offensive line. Uh,
0: how many playoff appearances, this is from Kevin on Facebook, how many playoff appearances and national titles does DeBoer have to have in the first five years to avoid being fired? <laughs> three. Two, two or three, yeah.
2: <laughs> their, uh, their, their five-star super-duper quarterback just went in the portal. The kid that just know. just signed with them, uh, look, man, this is the reality. Th- those guys, if people are going to paint it as an NIL thing, I really do think it's more of those guys wanted to play for Nick Saban. Of course, that's it. This is this this would have happened even without NIL.
1: Hey, hey, Portals it would. All- guess what? It would have happened in Tallahassee, it, maybe not to the degree, but dude, half of these dudes would have dipped. I'm telling you, they would have lost a ton of players if Mike Norvell went yeah, down. Oh,
2: well, exactly, but whole it's not, roster's gone. Yeah, it's yes, not really. because the battle's in. It's not because no, they're chasing no. money elsewhere. This this has been painted more of look right. what's wrong with college football. Well, these guys are getting poached with these crazy salaries. It's like, yeah, but their coach just left. And it's Nick Saban that they came to play for, not a guy none of them had ever heard of four weeks ago. First
0: of all, anybody painting that now it's now something's wrong with college football because Alabama's losing players. Go to hell. Secondly, Nick Saban's the greatest coach in the history of football in college football. Certainly
2: you can't blame any of these guys for wanting
0: those guys wanted to play for the greatest coach in college football. And he left and they don't give a damn about DeBoer. This is easy. This is not hard to figure out why. I hope they lose seventeen more players. And guess what? It's going to suck, Alabama. You guys are going to be freaking normal like everybody else. Wouldn't
2: that be awesome? Does it's Caleb Downs awesome
0: know? Does Caleb Downs
2: know there's a starting spot available in Tallahassee if he's looking to uh, sounds, motor on out of there?
1: Sounds like he uh, may be interested in your uh, your your home state team. Ohio
2: State did an in home
0: with him yesterday. Yeah. Just,
2: good, just good
1: luck with that.
0: Night. I just can't wait to watch Alabama have to. These fans, especially the younger ones that don't know any better, we're all old enough to remember that Alabama didn't matter for largely 30 years of our lives. Yes, correct. They just didn't matter. They were kind of a punchline, whether it was Debose or Shula or all these other losers that they tried to roll out there. They were Notre it, Dame. They were the equivalent of what Notre Dame
2: has they been were for always overrated the or years. not very
0: good, and you just be like, whatever, they're another three-loss SEC team, four-losses. I don't care about Alabama. It's gonna be fun to watch them go back to that. It's good. always been Nick. Nick Saban, that's all it is.
1: Can I give you my last tinfoil theory about the uh, playoff snub? I'm gonna give it to you anyway. I'm not even asking. I that asked, I'm ask, he
0: knew he was retired and they want him on game day, so, and so they I gave think,
1: him five. and I think they pitched to ESPN. I think if ESPN, the, the playoff committee, if he wins the first playoff game, he'll announce that week that this is gonna be his uh, last I like game it. I to, to motivate me. the team. That might have been the biggest college football game in, in college football history on television. And uh, so that's, that's my last, uh, I'm I'm done. I'm not going to, no more conspiracy theories on the playoff snub, but that, but that's my last one.
0: Uh, All right. The dad guy writes in the next few years, once we've moved to uh, uh, one of the power two, do you think that we'll still have Miami and UF on the schedule? So if we go to the big 10, do we play UF and do we play Miami? I
1: mean, it's possible. Yeah. If they go to nine games or, you know, it's probably gonna be hard. If they stay at eight, or if you know, yeah, if you if you play yeah. 8 you might be okay.
0: That is the downside to all of what we've seen in college football. It wouldn't be hard to keep one of them. No, you, you keep you, one. You keep one for keep sure. I, I would think you would probably keep Florida. I think you'd probably keep Florida. If, if it's you any, had to if, keep one. Yeah. Yeah. If it's
1: any commerce games I think you keep them both. But
0: Yeah, I mean that's um that's a toughie though, because if it's eight conference games and then you're playing Florida and Miami along with Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, but, but two or three
1: State. but but three or three of your conference games are gonna be whoever.
2: Yeah. Northwestern. In Indiana, yeah. Purdue, yeah. Northwestern.
1: I mean, I, I know that the certain coaches, like certain coaches we used to cover, would would it make that argument, but come on, man. You can play eight conference games.
0: Well, and the other part of that is uh it's a twelve team playoff, so. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask the same question, writes Lee, that I've been asking until it's addressed. When Let's Florida and Miami play this year, do you, A, root for Florida, root for Miami, hope the field collapses? Oh, like Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Sinkholes happen.
0: Here's Sink. the thing, though.
2: I want the sinkhole to collapse and also swallow up the dude returning the kick. Heinz Ward survived that debacle that massacre in yeah, uh, in Dark yeah. Knight. Ira, you haven't seen that movie, I don't no, think. Bane no. is in it. It's a Batman movie. Chris so Hill's very good.
1: Heinz Ward is in it.
2: Heinz Ward. That's the most unbelievable <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's the most unbelievable thing about the whole movie is that Heinz Ward's back there at 37 years old returning a kick. So He hadn't returned a kick since he was in Georgia, and he's uh, back there returning a kick for a touchdown.
0: But he's the kind of athlete that could. He was yeah. still doing it. Hey, I'll just say this, Ira, just so you know. Uh, I, I hate superhero movies. I think they're stupid. Yeah, that's they're, a good one. They're the bane of of, of, of Ooh, movie making in general. Nice play there. You, well you like what well like I did there? Yep. But that movie's awesome. It's worth your time. It is. Yeah, that <laughs> one in the, in the uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll first right three it. of that, the, dark, the Heath Ledger one's really dude, good, Chris, too. Christopher Nolan knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like any of these different, you know, I mean, it's yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. All right, let's go back to this. Um, let's talk basketball. This is from yes. James. Let's go. Um, who is a bigger all-time trader? Benedict Coley or Benedict Cleveland?
1: Co- is Coley James Coley? Who's Coley?
0: Who's Coley? Yeah, I don't know. Guess I
2: guess James I Coley maybe? James Coley because he went to oh. Miami after leaving yeah, Florida State. I guess. Yeah. Um, I
0: guess
1: so, yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. And I, I don't want to – you guys were burying Cleveland a little bit. I don't want to bury him too much. But to say that, yeah, I don't think it was uh, – people. they weren't fighting to keep him. Just
2: um, you know. There you go. And also – he did leave a program that had the worst. He didn't join a. He joined a Florida State team that had just had Scottie Barnes and made it to the Sweet Sixteen for like the third time in four years. And the other time they didn't make it was when they were the number two seed and the COVID in the tournament. Didn't happen. So he, you can't really blame a kid for after nine wins, saying peace out. I no, I wouldn't. I, 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 I wouldn't
1: if he if he was everything you wanted in a teammate and uplifted sure. his teammates and all that. But the feeling around the program was he was not somebody that made his teammates better.
0: They no, I, I mean, I, issues the last two years yeah. and going back. And so it's nice to see this group come together because yeah. I thought after Lipscomb, we were in real trouble that it was going to be year three of this. Uh, they didn't seem to like one another. There was no chemistry to speak of, but that turnaround's pretty obvious. The other part of it is like, you can see it in the fact that they try real hard now yeah. and try real hard early in the season. I, I thought their effort was terrible. Well, and that's I was also, and yeah, so, you know. but that
1: but what helps with the with what helps with the effort is now you have the depth. You got Ganey back, yeah, oh, yeah. Corhan came back, and you got Primo Spears eligible. Those are three frontline players that you didn't have,
0: and guys are coming along. I mean, look at the way Bowen's coming along. You're seeing yeah. different. You know, Corhan's coming Bob along. You guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob and Miller, big time. Even when he doesn't score, he matters now because. If he's going to effort to block shots and to rebound, it changes the game. I if mean, they
2: it, could shoot, if they could shoot, they would be a legitimate problem. Because they're they would very long, legi- and they're and terrible they're, on
0: the free throw they're line. They're terrible from three, I know. But they yeah. get
2: good looks They, they because do. they they play so fast, and they get guys wide open a lot, and they, they, they attack the rim. They create turnovers and steals at a rate that I don't ever remember a Florida State team doing. They've always had really good defenses, or they have, but they – they would press just to wear you down. They wouldn't press to turn you over like forty minutes of hell. This yeah. feels more like the Arkansas team of the nineties, just they're always creating turnovers and steals and going the other way. If they had one more knockdown shooter, uh they could be a they would be a real issue.
1: I do appreciate the Corey starts and ends with what they're not great at. So just
2: uh, Well look we're s- it's so let's not go crazy. And also just I don't want to sit here and say how great they are and then them go lay an egg tomorrow. No, that's they, what ha- they, that's what I do. So I want I want to cover our bases yeah. a little bit and make sure
0: nobody thinks they're great but they are not only watchable they're kind great. Of fun to watch now. Yeah. And they're on, uh, that'll be the first good atmosphere of the year tomorrow.
1: That's oh, the, the yeah. to me the biggest thing is, man. People keep bringing up on our message boards where they, they get they get the tournament, blah blah blah. And yeah, I, we'll just just enjoy that they're fun to watch. They play hard. They're fun to watch. I, that's, I'm yeah, so happy that tomorrow, that is
0: Tomorrow you've got a massive game against North Carolina coming yeah. up, a team you were up when we were up in Charlotte, Ira, by yeah. 16 or 13 in the second half and yeah. then pissed it away. You find a way to win that game, and all of a sudden we go from the ding-ding to the choo-choo real quick. All of a sudden you start to really matter. Right now they're still outside of the tournament. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. keep winning games. We'll see what happens. It's, it's just cool, man, that we didn't yeah. even think this was possible. No, I, didn't we didn't. I did possible. not. I, no way I thought this was possible. So, Tom,
1: Tom and Matthew didn't have to put up uh, Taylor
0: on the screen when yeah. we got asked about basketball uh tony writes good evening gentlemen now that the portal class is shaping up very nicely who are your top players to watch heading into spring football
1: i mean dj uh i mean, I mean yeah. I mean, want to watch the quarterback there's a ton One team, or, uh, <laughs> both i'm gonna go with the Uyungle. um yeah I, I, all of them man it's gonna be fun i mean this is gonna oh, be I'm a really interesting play. spring Pick,
2: pick one, say, pick one, Ira.
1: Pick one. I mean, our all of our focus is going to be on DJ, just because he's he's the quarterback, and and we've never seen him in that. I'll give, I'll light. give you one on the other side, Earl, Earl Little Jr. Earl Little Jr. for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Marvin Jones Jr. is another big one. But I think the thing with DJ is, remember when they had the game against? Well, you guys remember it? The game in Tallahassee a couple of years ago, and Jeff's argument was the reason DJ looked good, or Corey, maybe your argument was that the defense played so poorly. I think oh, I DJ you. played well. And yeah. I think he that I think that guy could be in there. I think he lost his confidence in Clemson. And I think he started the road back last year. I'm I'm bullish on him. I th- I'm excited to see what he's gonna be.
0: I'm always bullish with an offensive weapon in the hands of Mike Norvell. Yeah. See, I, I think that's the thing here is that I think, by the way, to answer that, we'll argue until the cows come home. I think it was both. I think the defense still sucked, and I think the DJ was great that night. But anyhow, the point would be um I, I think Mike is an in, in excellent offensive coach, and I think he gets a, a lot out of players. He gets more out of players than their ability suggests that he should it's get. Sometimes, yeah. And I think that now you get a guy who maybe is infused with confidence, but is 6'5", 250, and does have a cannon for an arm. And you've just given him a boatload of weapons while beefing up the offensive line. Yep. If Mike gets a confident DJ with this offense, with the ability to stretch the field, and they couldn't run the ball last year, as Corey was talking about, which took them out of a lot of what they want to do. If they get any semblance of a run game with that arm and this speed that they've brought in, that's why I say it could be a better offense.
2: Don't you think also, like, uh, the fact that he played well at Oregon State certainly should lift his confidence. Uh, He wasn't great, but he was good. Certainly better than he had been. He's got more weapons here. But at the same time, seeing how bad Clemson was without him, shouldn't yeah. that give him confidence too? Like, you know what? It yeah. wasn't just me. They brought in this other five-star super-duper guy, and they averaged 19 points a game in games that mattered. Like, that should fill you with confidence we, too.
1: We talk about the journey Jordan Travis went on from from from, from a guy that, you know, was not well-loved early on and had struggles to what he became. Think about DJ's, DJ Uyungle's journey going from – the number one quarterback in the country, five star. Everybody loves him. He's he's got in, nil deals before, and he, even he played plays. awesome. It's and he was awesome is, in those two games. of true friend, Notre Dame, NBC he put up huge numbers, and then to go through what he went through those next yeah. two years, and then to come back the other side. I mean, it, it could be a really cool redemption story.
0: Could be a fun story. I agree. Uh, all right. Does Miami ultimately winning the Cam Ward sweepstakes? Uh, sweepstakes, excuse me. Affect your W's and L's outlook for the season? This is from Hassan. Uh, or does the sheer amount of quality transfers we've secured make you feel more confident that we can continue down the path towards the platinum bohica? That's gonna be a tough game.
1: That's gonna be. a, I mean, that's gonna be a really tough game. It's be a
0: great game. that That might be for the first time in a long time a game somewhat reminiscent of when the two teams played at a, at a very high level, yeah. simultaneous, very physical game. I think that's gonna be a very physical game. That's the. That's something that Mario preaches, and I think that Miami will look like that. They will be a team that is physical moving forward. Now, there will also be a team that's poorly coached in-game because Mario is a terrible in-game coach. And so you have that advantage. But they have also bolstered their roster quite a bit. So that game should be a classic. Yeah, and I and I think, yeah. too, like are, are we thinking about Florida State's
2: W's and L's or Miami's? Because I think they took – I mean, look, think of what they were going to have if Cam Ward hadn't come. They were going to yeah. have – the Emory Williams kid coming off a horrible injury I don't think in Puffleberger, whoever they right. got from Albany. Um, is that his name? I I, yeah, I don't so, know if that's probably. the correct pronunciation. It probably is. Puffleberger. But so that, that that is an enormous step up from what they were going to have. So right. yes, they go from in my opinion, if those were their quarterback options, a four-win team to potentially an eight-win team. You know, that's how good Cam Ward is in relation to what they have. That doesn't mean he's that much better than DJ. He might not be better than DJ, but he's certainly better than Puffleburger.
0: Jed wants to know what we think the outlook is. We discussed it previously on other shows for next year, now that we've seen some successes in the portal. We have similar questions to this, but he just kind of wants to know if we've reassessed the way we think that the the season's going to go. And I think, yeah, yeah, really, I think we have, yeah. hundred yeah. percent.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I always thought that they would do well in the portal at some point, yeah, but we just I, didn't know what it would look like. But now that you see the way they and I liked it, and Corey wrote about it last week, how this has kind of been a diversion from what Norvell's done the last couple of years, where he's brought in those older guys that played a lot of college football but didn't have the high ceilings. This – I mean, in for, in most cases, you had a couple of guys that yeah. did. but But this is different. I mean, this is probably half and half, maybe a little bit more towards the younger guys with higher ceilings. And that's I mean, that's fun to think about.
2: Yeah, especially the Alabama guys. They haven't yeah. really accomplished anything except the running back um, that he's he's a senior. All the other guys haven't accomplished anything. But you got to assume at like, least one or two of them might be really good.
1: Yeah, I would put money for sure on Earl Little. Like Jeff said earlier, I think he's going to be a yeah. stud. And then uh, I think the receiver is going to be really good. I, yeah. It'll be good. I think yeah.
0: so. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Let's take a quick break here, fellas, and then come back and uh, get some more questions in. Our thanks to Birch Orthodontics. Can't forget about our friend, Dr. Birch and her great staff at Birch Orthodontics. I have not seen Dr. Birch. This may be the longest stretch that I've gone without seeing Dr. Birch. Uh, I missed an appointment because I uh, was out of town and my wife had to take her. And then the next one, uh, I don't know why I missed it. Something else happened. You're so sick? It's been, like, it's been like, yeah, maybe I was sick. It's been like two months I haven't seen Dr. Uh, Birch. I got to be ne- like, Dr. Birch, I miss you.
1: I think it's uh, we may need to start a, like a Dr. Birch recovery group like support group because, because I don't get in you know, for, I don't know, six years, yeah, my kids were yeah, going yeah. in there Goodness. and, uh, and, has, and I only see now at special occasions. So, uh, we may we'll start a little support group for, and maybe Dr. Birch can just meet. We can have a coffee group. We can meet at McDonald's like, like the it. old people
0: yeah and, like, uh, with uh, Dr. Birch and talk, talk
1: football and orthodontics.
0: We are old people. Yeah.
1: Just like that. Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I'm up for coffee any anytime, anywhere. And especially if it's with Dr. Birch, I don't care if you guys show, If she's there, I'm going,
1: but you guys with kids go to Birch orthodontics and, uh, you can, they'll take care of all your kids' orthodontic needs, braces, Invisalign, all the latest techniques, uh, great customer service payment plans. They make it affordable. Uh, go do the right thing and see Dr. Birch,
0: uh, Panama Noel, right? Seems obvious, but do you look at this off season as the best 85 ish come out and the rest? Good luck is spring of college football these days becoming preseason in the NFL do scholarship counts need to go up from eighty-five to say ninety?
2: I don't know about that, but I, I like the comparison about the spring being your. It is. I mean, that's yeah, it your kind of is. Yeah, it, you, you're gonna you guys are gonna figure out where they are in a depth chart, and they're gonna go somewhere else. So they're not gonna be released necessarily. Like, hey, man, come bring your iPad up to Coach Norvell; he wants to see <laughs> you. But, um, but they, you know, that is you're, you're gonna it's cut, to cut some weight. Yes. It's just how it's how it works, man.
1: It's yeah, it's going to be mostly the guys. I think that window is going to be mostly guys. You might see some high profile guys. Keon Coleman came out at that time last year, but it's going to be a lot of guys who are third, fourth year guys. And Corey mentioned it on wake up. Just, you know, the the guys who have been in the program three or four years. And if they come out of the spring and they know they're not going to be a starter or maybe even top number two guy, then there's a good chance they go in looking for a place where they can get to play. Um, yeah. I think that's what you're going to have in that window. That's what's going to be interesting though, with Alabama being so active because I think Alabama and and, you know, they're going to be on the hunt yes. after spring practice. So you may see some marquee players get poached at that time just because, you know, if they're not – if they don't love it where they're at, Alabama's still going to be an attractive destination.
0: It'd be funny if they picked off the guys that were fourth string at FSU that were frustrated and put their name in the portal. Alabama was like, we'll take you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. we'll, we'll take you. We're struggling over here. We, <laughs> You're like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, good luck, young man. So on that note, though – Alabama.
1: Do we need to just – do we need to stop even looking to the future anymore? Like, do we – because it's – well, I mean, it's in our mindset as college football fans to to look at a team and project a year or two years down the road. I'm at the point now where, man, what's even the point? Like, why waste that brain power? You have no idea what any of these rosters are going to look like a year down the road. That's
2: what uh, – th- yeah. that's where it comes back to what you're doing on the recruiting trail, the high school recruiting trail, because, again, I, I brought this up on Wake Up. You go look at these portal classes, like the teams that are ranked in the top 10, Florida state's fourth, I think and on three, but it's like, it's Ole Miss, it's Louisville. It's uh throw somebody else out there or Colorado, Georgia and Ohio state are way down the list. They're in the fifties and sixties. They get four or five guys from the portal. Everybody else's guys they're bringing up. And I think that's where you kind of want, clearly that's where you want your program to be, where you don't. Like Georgia, Georgia goes from year to year knowing who their team's going to be. Yeah.
1: But the d- defense of the teams that are heavy in the portal is those are all coaches that came in since the portal started. You know, so you didn't even have the, you know, it's, it, you know, Lane Kiffin got there when Norvell got here. And, yeah. And Colorado came after and, and Louisville came after. So, I mean, you're, you, you don't have the luxury, I don't think, in college football today. If the portal's there, I think you have to go use it. Sure. And once you get in that cycle. Rebuilding. Yeah, and once you get in that second side, I just don't think it's fair to even compare. Like when people were doing the whole culture nonsense with Georgia and Florida State, yeah, man, Kirby had been there almost a decade. They and he was there before the portal. It's a you can't even compare. It has nothing to do with the reflections of programs. It's where they were when these coaches came in. So I just don't know
2: that that you can ever get there anymore. I think Georgia and Ohio state go year to year projecting what their teams are going to be. And they mostly come back just like Alabama did before Saban uh, with the, with the good ones with like the top tier dudes on their depth chart. I do think Florida state can get to that spot. Not this year. Clearly. And probably not even next year, but if you stack three good recruiting classes on top of each other. Stack
0: back to back to back to back top five, top ten classes. The beauty
2: is in the meantime, while they're developing and growing up, you plug in play. I mean, they're gonna have another year where they probably have ten starters who are transfers, maybe more.
1: But now that guys can transfer every single year, I I just think it's it's gonna be harder and harder. That's
0: the other part of it. Is I do think I agree that you gotta build ultimately you wanna try to build through the high school ranks. And in the interim, while you're striving towards that, make sure you fill the empty spots with these portal kids, especially if you're good at it, like Mike Norvell is. Um, but, but yeah, even if you do that in the modern era of football, when kids could just leave because they got mad at you on a Tuesday. Yeah. You're just like, and oh, then, I yeah. don't know that I can count that so and so is going to be here for next Friday. I mean, kids just, just screw it. They get mad, they want to leave.
1: And where they, you know, you, the sweet spot seemed to be if you could get that guy in his second or third year of college Who's going to be in college for a couple more years? Okay, you've got him now. For you know, you got yeah, back Jeremiah Myers,
0: one-time for... transfer. You had him yeah. once he transferred. He exactly. didn't go nowhere. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. But now, yeah. man, I mean, we'll see if that ever changes. But it's got to change.
0: It's got to. be but, terrible for none of the coaches yeah. like it. All of yeah. them hate it. It's awful. It doesn't make any sense.
1: The problem is, can you defend it in court? And yeah. that's the NCAA's problem.
0: Um. Let's see here. Gator Kirk, uh, FSU announces they're officially leaving the ACC. Do you think the ACC bans FSU from the championship game if that happens?
1: I don't know, and I don't, they couldn't, think they could they? Could. I don't think they can. I mean, if you're in it. Uh, I feel like a, um, I
2: feel like there was a uh, – There, some conference did that uh, a couple of years ago in basketball. They didn't let a team that was leaving to go to another conference – uh, Sounds it, right. Uh wouldn't wasn't allowed to play in the conference tournament because they were leaving for another conference. So I I guess theoretically they could, but I also don't think that would
1: You're hurting yourself.
2: Yeah, you know, well yeah, for sure. It makes your conference look like a joke, especially in football. Yeah. And then, you know, you might Florida State could get into the playoff anyway.
1: But so then there's a lot, of, yeah, there's a lot of money on the line if the ACC doesn't get a team in the playoff and obviously what it does to your championship game if you don't have the best Team in the so I, uh, yeah, I don't think they I were going to do that straight. to
0: answer it. I don't think they would yeah.
2: do it, yeah. but how could they? Because you think, okay, then Florida State's going to be like, you know what? Then we're not going to play Pittsburgh next week. So good luck filling that content and all those ratings you would have had. Sorry, figure out somebody else to play Pittsburgh. We're not playing Pittsburgh.
0: Austin writes, Do any of y'all think that Span could possibly become a Jaheim Bell light? Haven't heard much about him being in the mix for starting receiver at all next year. No.
1: He's still, I mean, he he's still as talented as he is, as fast as he is, and as tall as he is. He's still it's kind of a project. I mean, he yeah. has not gotten to the point where he's been a, anything close to a finished product where he knows exactly how to run every route, knows every part of the offense, is dependable. So a weapon
0: on special teams, yeah. So I mean, trying he, to get him to be more dependable.
1: If you have another few months, maybe. I mean, the talent is there physically, but
2: yeah, I don't. I don't well, know. I, the Jaheim that. Bell part was what I was saying no to. Jaheem Bell. Right. Used his physicality, ran over folks. It kind of enjoyed contact. It seemed at times. Uh, Deuce is not one of those guys. You know, again, he's—I he, think he grew up playing quarterback. He didn't, and yeah. So that would be hard. Plus, to,
1: plus he's a, a Lakewood kid. So you, you know, you know he's
2: where
0: soft. he grew up playing quarterback?
2: That's right. That's right. He, that's right. He, and he and know the Lakewood soft. kids. Yeah, Lakewood right. kids do not like contact.
0: Uh, oh, <laughs> there's Wait. all the ones in the NFL. Sure. <laughs> uh, let's go to back to Twitter. Our men's basketball team is on a winning streak currently. This is from Timmy. What do you see from this team that you guys think is the reason that they're on this winning streak? Well, we kind of answered it, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, one more thing I wanted to say, and this I just want to give a little credit to Leonard Hamilton. So last year when they were awful, and they were awful,
0: they were um, awful.
1: a lot of us questioned, including all of us, why don't you change what you do to, to, to mitigate how bad you are? Play some zone. Stop trying to play man. You know, just switching everybody. Stop switching one through five. Just do some things to help you not get clobbered every week. And the reason he didn't do it, and you could question at the time, was he wanted the guys who were going to be on the team this year to have been playing that system so they know they know all the details, the nuances of it. So at some point, if you ever get depth again, it'll pay off. I think it's paying off now. I mean, these guys, this this as Corey said, I mean it's it's a little bit different than the way they played defense in the past. But what makes this team very difficult, and I think I think it's going to make them difficult in all of these games. I think they're going to be a, a bitch against Carolina. A bunch of these teams because that length is real, man. It oh, yeah. is it, yeah. it it especially as shot clocks go on, man. You see teams just trying to th- chuck up garbage because there's no there's no room. They are so long and athletic that they're a problem, and, and they've got a few guys can make baskets. So I I just think it's uh it's a commitment to what they do, and now they've got depth to do what they do.
2: But it's, it, Ira, the thing about this, it doesn't even go back to last season. And I could argue, like, you know, as a head coach, do what's best for the season in the moment and don't get a, embarrassed every night uh, and have the worst season of all time. But this season, they were bad. They, yeah, you know what I mean? They, was, they were down 21 to Lipscomb. But it, they didn't
1: it, have this team. This was a No, different that's team what I'm saying.
2: Was. That's yeah. what's, so not even going back to last year, I think the question is more like going back to late December. What has changed? Um, I just think Primo has gotten more involved. Jalen Worley has played better. Baba plays 30 minutes a night. Baba is such a freak defensively that he helps you with everything. And what they do, guys, and I I don't know enough about basketball to break down X's and O's, but what they do, what they've done occasionally, as I've covered them, is when a team has a really good point guard, they will do everything in their power to make sure that kid doesn't bring the ball up. They will deny him on the inbounds after a made basket when it's 20 to 16. They'll deny him on the inbounds. Sometimes they'll double team him just so you pass it to somebody else and make them bring the ball up. And maybe that kid never even gets the ball back. You speed the other team up, and they take shots they're not used to taking. They used to do that occasionally. They do that every game now. The Nigel Pack kid, they were denying him as soon as the ball was inbounded. They didn't want him to get it. They did it against Wake. They did it against Virginia Tech. They just That's what they do. They try to make you – do things you're uncomfortable with, and they're good at stealing the ball and blocking shots. And Gainey and Baba Miller are huge in that Get, aspect. Getting
0: healthy, yeah. having depth, and then that length that we talk about over and over again, rightfully so, it jumps off your TV screen. Obviously, if you sure. see it in person, it's impressive. And but I mean, like, hard, this, this, playing, but playing hard. This playing hard.
1: But this system doesn't work. None of that can happen if you don't have depth, and that's where yeah. they—that's where they were killed. The last two years, you ask, you can't ask guys to play the way they play, as hard as they play, pick up ninety-four feet, all or or ninety-eight feet, or whatever Nick Cronin thinks. <laughs> you can't do all that, and if you don't have depth, and so now they've yeah. got, and they've got better locker and better chemistry. We talked about much some better, of the guys. So it's all those things.
0: I want to point out that that's also just a, a, a luxury that only a veteran, legendary coach, which is with as much goodwill built up as Leonard Hamilton has, that's the only way in the midst of a nine-win season you can say, well, I'm going to continue to play these guys because these guys will be back next year. Most guys in the midst of having the worst season in program history aren't thinking about, I'm going to be back next year. They're thinking about, there's a good chance I'm not going to be here at the end of this year. So I should think about winning some damn games. Right. But he was in a position being who he is to say, well, he ain't firing me. I'll I got be one back. more
1: year. I got one more year at least. I got one more
0: year. Most people would never do that. They couldn't, they couldn't afford to do it. Um, all right. We got Austin. Oh, wait, just asked, asked Austin's questions. Uh, another basketball question, which is very similar. Sorry about that. Move on from that. Good day, gents, writes Marlon. Should we be waiting for more of the top-tier Bama players to come out? Because I understand it's Bama's backups that we're getting right now. But how about we just get their starters, too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, they look pretty good in the SEC championship game. Just get Absolutely. all of those guys. Marlon, well, the, with that. I like declaring war on Alabama's roster like everybody else, yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Caden Proctor went in the portal, uh, the offensive yeah. tackle. That, I mean, I think Florida State's at least – in the mix, there they're at least ca- talking
2: to
0: him. I'll do a dance in this yeah. bitch, if we get that kid. You got to be kidding me. A five star offensive tackle with that pedigree, oh, He's A freshman didn't he start this year yes, as a freshman he's a on Alabama's offensive he's an line? NFL bound dude. Yeah. It's, it's a lo-
1: yeah, a lot of people think he's going to Iowa, but but yeah, I man, four states at least in the mix. I, how do you go son. to
2: Iowa?
0: Son, I-, I know I they I have a track record Iowa. of developing incredible offensive linemen. They're is he a punter? Lot- Does he punt too? I mean, good God almighty, son. I'll go from
2: Alabama to Iowa, man. Is he from
0: Iowa?
1: I think that's the there's a connection there. Let me oh I'm good. At all. all right.
0: It nice. has to be because that's crazy. Uh, but yes, Marlon, I like <laughs> I, I, I like your suggestion. Let's just take their starters from here on out. Get them all. Get them yeah. all. Uh Scott wants to know, guys, if Mike Norvell had left, which coaches would he have taken with him, and which coaches would he have just left behind? <laughs> That's a fun experiment. I I love the way that he asked this question. How
2: about we give two that we definitely think he takes and don't answer the other one? And
0: don't answer the rest? That's a better way to do it.
2: I think he, um,
0: yeah, does he take tow cars? I think Tony's done a very good job. He's an up-and-coming coach. That's not a bad answer, Corey.
2: And I think he would try to take Atkins? I don't know how with the NCA thing if that's if that would be possible or um I mean he was I mean,
1: one that kid was committed to Iowa back in the process that's why
2: but
0: he's not from Iowa
1: I, that I don't know I'm not I've done enough research here during the show Let's but I do know back. he was he was, he was back, committed to that right? at one point
0: so we don't need to be going to
2: Iowa Let's get I mean Iowa that's crazy man he should somebody has to save him from himself has yeah. he watched them play a game good it's God it's the man. most boring he imagine that kid playing at Alabama and then being like wait we're punting again. We're yeah. putting, this is the ninth oh, punt of
0: the game. Hey, buddy, We've buddy, got six yards. This is the first half. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you got a lot more putting
1: to do. Uh other, I think uh, also on that question. I mean, I think I think David Johnson, the running backs coach, coached in the SEC. Um, so he might be a a, a real contender there. Um Sertan. You know, Odell's not going. I doubt Papuchus would be there. Um, uh, Sertan's, I, 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 Sertan's a good good answer.
2: No Fuller, good way to... Fuller also is an answer because uh, because I think he brought him from Memphis, but also the new coach might want his own D.C. Right. You know, I don't know how often D.C. stick around, and Fuller did do a very, very good job last year and has done a good job since he got here. That might be something he, somebody he would have thought about. It's a too.
0: tough question to answer. That's really tough to answer. Yeah, because
1: would... it's not just about – it's not like evaluating who's the better coaches. It's just what would be a good fit yeah. there because of the recruiting and all the other things, so –
0: um, all right, so Tim wants to know after the snub of the Orange Bowl, I've been wondering how Mike gets this team motivated again next year. Does he and the staff have to change messaging at all? I I, I don't I, think so. I don't. Here's the thing. I I think
1: there was and there was a lot of that month was awful. Um, and I did have questions about how easily it is going to be to get things back on track. I think DJ was a big deal, man. I think um, some of these guys staying who announced that they're staying, I think is a big deal. Yeah. And, getting Daryl Jackson to come back and Yeah. And getting right. Peyton to come back. Peyton. And, there's you know, a few guys in there that I think it's Farmer
0: in there as well. Yeah.
1: So they're all, those are all positive. So I think it's going to be okay. I do think the messaging for last year was, it was so dependent on that one year. Cause it was just the way the season came together, Jordan and Jared coming back, coming back. And yeah. and so it, it all felt like the, their whole focus was on that one thing. And if you just do this, if you just do this, we're going to get in the playoff. I feel like maybe a step back. You take a step back from that because I don't know. This is a team that could guarantee it's going to be in the playoff anyway. So now it's it's not as all or nothing. So I think the messaging. It's does also change Twelve a
0: spots. Bit. You do. Know, it's definitely. Yeah, all or nothing. that's a good point. I mean, yeah. Sweet Jesus, you can go ten and two and make the playoff. Yeah. You could lose to Georgia Tech and Ireland and make the playoff.
2: You
1: that you
0: absolutely could. That would have
2: happened last year. And uh, he
1: and, and Norvell could always say you know it's about the next game and it's not about you know all that stuff that's fine but the players. As a team, they were focused on getting to the playoffs.
2: It's also, again, man, it's a interesting. You're coming off an undefeated season. You bringing some guys back, but you're also you got a lot of guys on this team, just like you did last year, that really haven't proven anything. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's a really cool
2: space to be. Like you'd love to have proven commodities too, but you really have guys that haven't proven a darn thing in college that are trying to fight to make their own names for themselves. I also think it's
0: always important to point out, and I. Listen, I I do think you had a confluence of events last year that are truly unique to that singular season that led to that disaster. These circumstances are not going to be anything similar, but it's important to point out that people who get to this level of football are the most highly competitive people you'll ever come across. Motivation is very rarely something you have to worry about when a kid's playing big-time college football. I mean, he's had to motivate himself for a very long time. He's had to take it to the gym while everybody else is out having fun. He's had to be very disciplined for a very long time. And no competitor wants to get his ass kicked. So regardless, if you're thinking about, can we play for a championship? Like, no, we're playing today against Georgia Tech. I'm going to try hard. I mean, just why would you not? What kind of sorry son of a bitch takes the field and doesn't try hard? Yeah, I don't Again, think you're
2: what, what happened for Norville, Right, you're playing yeah. for Norvell, so that's a different kind of. I mean, that's a they know to what, what to expect. You, you, he'll he'll wear you out if you're not trying.
1: And, I, and that's and that's a good point. I don't think it was it was good to. Um, I don't think it's fair to say that the message was wrong last year. It was right for that team. Yes, but and but to your point, Jeff. Yeah, those guys are all, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be fired yeah. up. That team got screwed. That, it wasn't the message's fault. It was the process Completely fault.
0: screwed in a yeah. unique way that had never been done before. And so you had a result in the Orange Bowl that we've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what that was. And it's frustrating. Sucks. Uh, any guess on the second most impactful player in the fall of 24? Jonathan wants to know. He's assuming that DJ will be the most impactful player.
1: Uh, talking about just transfers in general on the team.
0: He just, I think he's said on the team. Let's see. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He did not signify that it has to be a transfer.
1: I'm. I'm interested to see if Patrick Payton takes that step because he could be a star, big
2: time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, he was close last year. He certainly believes in himself. Um. And I, you know, I'll go the opposite then. I'll, I'll say Marvin. I want to. If that is that guy going to be? can he be as good as Patrick Payton? That's a nice combo. Can he be better than Patrick Payton? We legitimately have no idea. He might be very. He might be a All ACC first team guy. We have no idea what to expect from him. But he's going to be somebody that, if he's good, if he's an All Conference caliber defensive end, man, now you've got you've got a you might have a you might have as good a defensive line as you did last year because you got more capable bodies.
1: One more guy I want to mention just because I feel like anytime we talk about twenty twenty four, I think I'm going to bring up Azaria Thomas. I, I have a feeling he's going to have a phenomenal year.
0: I like that, Ira. I've been thinking that for a while, too. That That's a good one. Um, golly. I feel like one of the receivers is going to have a monster year, too. Uh, I, I They're in a good position because when we do this exercise, you end up having a lot of options. Yeah. Um, Brian writes, going back to the way both teams were playing in week one, if FSU played Georgia instead of LSU in week one, how likely do you think it is that FSU would have won that game?
1: Uh, for, for very likely, I think. It's I don't right, think Georgia who-
0: – Georgia was sleep pot in the first half of the season.
1: That's the thing. It's hard to say. Georgia didn't look great early, but they also weren't playing tested in any way. But I think Florida State would have been more, you know, Georgia was breaking a new quarterback. Uh, I think Florida State wins that game. I I think
0: it's certainly fair to speculate that they would. I don't know. I mean, maybe Georgia would have cared because it's Florida State. Georgia looked like they didn't give a damn to be anywhere in the first five weeks of the season. They were just kind of like, eh.
2: You know. Yeah, they would have. Uh, but yeah, that clearly that I I think the score would have been different than it was in in South uh, Florida. You don't
0: think it would have been sixty-three to three? I don't, guys. I go on a I go on a limb and say I think it would have. That's been – That's why rare. we have you on the show, Corey. Hey, you're brave to put it out there. I'm statements. willing
2: to go out on a limb and say I think if they play the first game of the season, it goes a different way. I really do. Uh, you
1: know what? One thing, real quick, Corey has started now in in most of his columns or articles. He's uh, I think we're we I think we've settled on on Florida State's. Because uh, Corey's trying to call it the thirteen no regular season, that doesn't really work because the championship game, conference championship game, wasn't the regular season.
2: It is but I think, Ira,
1: but I think if we, what if we call it the thirteen 0 ACC championship season, like Florida State's?
2: Because 13-0 I always no just ACC refer to them as thirteen and zero. I will never, ever, ever, and I don't right. care if you have to, if you have to change my columns and edit them all the time, Ira. <laughs> I am never going to refer. That was a thirteen and zero football team. It's Thirteen to zero. It's not. It wasn't thirteen to one. I'm never putting the dash in the one next to it.
0: I'm always just going to refer to it as the undefeated season. Yeah, All right. There you go. That works too. So that's like how we in, do a war champ in 2030. We'll be sitting around having a conversation. I'll be like, "Well, go back to the undefeated season in 23." <laughs> yeah, that's that, how you that, reference it.
1: That game never happened.
0: That's right. They were thirteen and zero. Hey, point. if
1: the NCAA can vacate games, we can vacate games, right?
0: We can, yeah, exactly right. We can. I vacate the loss to Oregon. I don't count it. <laughs> I'm forever talking about that incredible 2014 undefeated campaign, guys. <laughs> I, I'll be honest
2: that the wide right, I don't recognize I don't either, recognize of, the, either, either of the first two
0: wide rights. When we I'm were, gonna the, do, I'm going to do a lot like Alabama does and claim championships from back <laughs> in the 50s. Clems, you know, Clemson,
1: too. Clemson, too. Yeah. When we, uh, when we were the Democrat, Bob Gabori, who was our editor, may he rest in peace. He uh, he passed an edict when they took away Bowden's wins for the music theory class that uh, we kept including him. Oh like, yeah, we, we never changed was, his record. You should that,
0: but, smart. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that Bob Gabordi died. He did. Uh, yeah,
1: he had moved. He had moved to Melbourne. And how long ago was, was this? Man, probably three years ago. Probably.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I, uh, I had no idea. Big, hey, hey, who was the who was the editor that hated me and I hated him?
1: Oh, that was uh, that was the sports editor, yeah, right, Randy Randy Beard.
0: Oh my God,
1: Randy Beard. He didn't like you, and he didn't like some other people too. But you oh, all he cared timeless. about was
0: women's freaking volleyball, and he would. And he gets so mad that I wouldn't but, talk about it. No, it, it was he soccer. To tell he, him about me not talking about it.
1: it. It was soccer. He loved soccer, and he would take shots at like Sue Semerow, I think. It and was weird. People, it was he was weird, a yeah. bitch. Weird he, guy.
2: Weird guy. Yeah, you can go to hell. All um, all right, calm down. That's you speak for yourself on that one. I've never. He met a hell? Man. What's he
0: gonna do? Write another column about how I don't talk soccer. <laughs> Has Atkins proved himself enough at recruiting and developing our linemen to refer to him moving forward, Trevor wants to know this as our meat manager.
2: It's a, I, it's a great nickname. Let's maybe, throw, let's run it by him and see if he's okay with that.
1: Well, and maybe Ben can agree to sponsor him. He could NIL deal for Alex Atkins as the meat manager, the registered sausage meat manager of the FSU football team.
0: Um Rich wants to know Is there any truth at all to the fact that Mike Norvell was Alabama's first choice? Let's talk about that real quick. Okay, here's what I want to do. Okay. I want to signify that after we talk about that, we're about to go rapid fire for the next seven minutes afterwards.
1: Sounds good. Go. Uh, I do not know if he was the first choice because we don't know what the hell was happening with Lanning. We don't know. It's hard to say that because we don't know if anybody was like not really part of the mix. But to me, it comes down to Mike Norvell and and Kate. Kaelin, do do you, what's his, DeBoer, DeBoer, Kaelin DeBoer. DeBoer.
0: You got
1: it. Uh, I think Mike Norvell had the first choice. I I believe that from people I've talked to. uh, I'm convinced that as of Thursday night, Mike Norvell was leaning towards taking that job. And I think there was a good chance he was going to take that job. And I think he could have taken the job if he wanted it. And I've heard that from several people close to the situation, but what validates it to me is, again, DeBoer did not take the job until Mike Norvell pulled out on Friday. If DeBoer wanted it, why he could have, and he had the first choice, he could have made that decision. Nothing changed for him in those last couple of days, also, other than Mike pulled his name out.
2: When I got really worried was after Lanning said no or tweeted out his video. That's the first moment
0: I got very, very worried. Then Bruce Feldman the started.
2: Story. Bruce Feldman started tweeting out about how Mike Norvell is a good fit for Alabama. It makes sense for Alabama. And I'm like, man, Feldman's really connected now. Well, Feld, and- Feldman knows this stuff. He He's not like some other national people that just throw things at a wall. He's connected enough to be like, okay, that makes it really, really realistic. And then Dellinger reported after the fact that Alabama heavily pursued Norvell. Those two guys don't make stuff up, man.
1: And, and credit our guy, Andy Staples, who Jeff had yeah. on that day. Andy texted me, and I'm sure he texted you guys too, as soon as it broke about Saban, guys, watch out for Norvell. And I was a little surprised by that. I did not know that they liked him that much, but apparently it was not a big secret that Greg Byrne and, uh, you know, Jimmy Sexton was going to push him and that Greg Byrne really liked Mike Norvell.
0: And just to understand guys that we're all full of crap because Paul Feinbaum is certain Mike Norvell was never a candidate. And (laughs) so you guys, you can pontificate all you want, but the man has told you he was never even in the running. That's a man. It's a huge
1: win for Florida. And again, they, Give him credit um, for for stepping up and making sure that Mike Norvell felt like this is a great job because, yeah, man, that's a tough job to turn I'm going to add
0: to this. All I'll say is, and I'm like you guys, I've heard all those same things, and we know behind the scenes how how nasty this can get. I believe it's a big deal that Mike chose to stay, not because of the Mm -hmm. money, but because he has to believe we're not here in a couple years. There's There's no way you stay in the ACC. You just don't – you're not staying here if you think you're stuck in this Second class conference for the next six years. You're not gonna I that. mean
2: if you win the conference, you're in the playoff. It's a lot easier getting the playoff at Florida State right now than it is at Alabama.
0: I'm just telling you that if you thought that every time it came down to it, you weren't gonna make you weren't gonna get the the nod. So say twelfth, tenth, whatever it was, you were gonna get screwed in seating, you weren't gonna make the playoffs if you were on the edge, and then you were gonna continue to be behind in resources. And that golf was going to grow and growing. And there's no that's chance right. you take you stay here. You leave. Yeah,
1: and and that goes along with what I think we've all felt for a little while that we don't think they're going to be in this conference for more no. than a couple right. a year at mo- maybe two at most. But, but the uh, reason I bring
0: good. it up yeah. is we think that, and I think we're yeah. right to think that. But clearly, Mike is asking Jimmy right. Sexton if he thinks that.
1: Yeah, well, I wonder. if – I think Jimmy Sexton may have preferred that Mike went. We'll see. Uh, you know, everybody can decide. But but no, I think uh, because I I just think. Anyway, but, but, uh, but no, I think that's a valid conclusion to make.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I like this name. Trailer Swift writes, <laughs> I keep hearing from talking heads there's no way FSU goes undefeated again next year. However, with NIL and the portal, I just never see a dominant roster like 2013. With all things equal, I think coaching wins in today's landscape. What percentage do you give the 2024 Noles to go undefeated again? Put it's a it tough schedule next year, guys.
2: 35. I was going to say twenty-five.
0: I was going to say thirty. But what yeah. would we have said? What would
2: we have said last year? I think well, we, we didn't give those same thought, numbers. All
0: of us had them at eleven and one. I think last year. So or we were ten and it. two.
2: But I don't think any of us thought they were going to go thirteen and zero. Well, and which is right, what they did, Ira. Might, Just thirteen and zero. Might mm-hmm.
1: might have been close to fifty. Um, might have been. Fifty-ish percent. I think the percent, but just because I think this schedule is a little tougher when you consider you got to go to Notre Dame. It is. And we you're also don't know people. Yeah, and you're going to Miami and go to Notre Dame, and and, and you are bringing a new you have know, a new quarterback and new. There's more questions about this team.
0: Schedule's tough, but it's no Florida.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, my it is. <laughs> it isn't.
1: So there. First of all, I didn't realize they've had a ton of players go in the portal.
2: Dude,
0: they're screwed. It's and, awesome. <laughs> they're screwed. I mean, that's going to
1: be a blank show next year for that guy. It's I mean they've got the an incredibly difficult schedule. Oh they I, I mean, I guess the quarterback's back, but other than that, man, it's a wreck. The quarterback's
0: Oof. back, they're screwed. That, you feel
1: bad for them a little bit? No.
0: What? <laughs> what? What no? What, what kind of question is that? They, they the, lost the reaction,
1: the they reaction. Lost
0: their best player to, to their arch rival. They got like this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna suck so bad, it's it's hard to measure.
1: We should do a video of just Jeff chuckling, thinking about
0: <laughs> I more do than it all toys. the time. Yeah. Once a week, I'm at a red light. I just start <laughs> in the car by myself, thinking about it. That's how F they are. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Anyhow, here we go. Uh, I keep, okay, no. So we, we gave our percentages. Can a collective pay the money that would equate to a scholarship instead of a player actually having a scholarship? We know why Jimmy's asking that. I
1: think some of that happens. Um, I don't think uh, I went through a long discussion with somebody on the tribal council about why I don't think that's a, a play where teams are going to load up with like a hundred players um, because I just don't think that that really results in a lot of wins. You're better off putting all your money to marquee players, but um, yeah, I think it can happen. I think it does happen. So
2: Terry, you need a supplement, right? Even if it's not a full scholarship, you supplement.
0: There may be a player where you would do it if he's that good, but yeah, yeah I mean, Good day, gents. Hot dog. Register sausage dog, of course, writes Terry. We kept our coach and finally got a linebacker along with the other SEC players this portal season. So are we more optimistic about a playoff run this year, gents? Yeah, so everybody's obviously kind of questioning. There's several questions. This is a Facebook question uh, with the, you know, hey, have we reconsidered what's possible next year? Uh, We've answered that. We, We definitely have.
1: The linebacker's a good point, though. We haven't really talked about him. He could be. I mean, that, that video that Tom did with um, mm-hmm. Clint Lamb from the Alabama site was really good. And he's high on that kid. Um, so that's that's a fun thing to think about. I well, have to tear, tear getting, my eye.
2: getting Lundy back. Is it, yeah. uh, you know, not important news either? I yeah, mean, those, I, I think Nicholson yeah. and Cryer could be good. But at least you know what you have in Lundy. He's not a superstar, but he's a solid college football player. And you had nothing. You had nothing like that. Yeah, you didn't have I've anything. Heard.
0: You were in trouble. Yeah. You were in trouble. Yeah.
2: So now you you essentially got him back out of the portal, and you got this kid who's going to play a lot, I would think. And I then think Nicholson and Crier are good guys that you young guys that have some potential.
0: All right. So uh, and Omar Graham. How many? So uh, Jeffrey Yarbrough writes. Uh, a few questions here. He goes, I have two questions that were brought to you by uh, our rivals online trolls from this past week that he saw. How many candidates could have had to say no to Bama before the search got to either Sunbelt Billy or Mario Cristobal? Oh, oh wow. wow. Napier would have been... Napier would have been the 100th guy on the list? Yeah, look, yeah. Are they? Yeah. Are they... Probably... 50th right i mean it's a long ways given the track record given what's like, just happened i think you'd go
2: the oc route from an nfl team or something before you'd go right. to napier like, i just don't
0: even think i mean you
2: couldn't sell it. you would maybe shut down the program <laughs> it's like we're going to take a year off and
0: reset we can't hire billy napier Imagine the dude who walks in the room ira and says okay guys listen it's been a tough tough search we got to put our big boy pants on now. I got yeah. Billy Napier on the phone. Let's
1: go. I think I I think I can swing Billy Napier.
0: <laughs> I think yeah. he'll take it. And we can get him at really a <laughs> okay. cents on the dollar here. So it yeah. will be amazing. Florida, Florida, said,
1: Florida said, don't worry about the buyout. Yeah. So we got
0: that part. I'm going to offer him $100 a week. Yeah. And I think it. he's going to take, take it. will take it.
2: I think Cristobal would have been on the list in like the 20s or 30s. I mean, he did a good job at Oregon. He's He's been around big boy football for a long time. I, I think Cristobal would have been maybe into week three of their search.
1: His game management last season being his Not high great. profile, I think uh, maybe pushes him he, down.
0: He's but... had some game management issues his whole life. Yeah, but I think great. they
1: were magnified a little bit yeah.
0: last year. You think? <laughs> um Ted writes, hello gents. Looks like we finally got a linebacker from Alabama of all places. Woo-hoo. I love everything you guys do. Go Knowles. Tony writes, hey guys, sight unseen. How does the depth chart look to you right now?
2: It is seen, but good. Uh, it, it's look, that's the going back to the overall sentiment of all these questions is you know, if you'd asked me December 28th what their floor is next year, their floor, I would have said, man they could be a four or five win team. Like there's nothing guaranteed, nothing. And now I think the floor is up to eight and that's good because if you win a couple games, close close, some a couple of the 50, 50 games or 60, 40 games and you avoid horrible upsets, then you can get to nine or 10 wins and then you're in the playoff one again. Yeah. I think so that's fair. I think,
1: yeah, I think that's fair. Where I, where I am now is eight, anything less than eight would be, if they don't win eight games, something's gone terribly wrong. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, you would you would have chance.
1: To, Yeah. yeah and it's a chance, it's right. hard to
0: imagine if they couldn't win eight games. Ira right. I mean yeah, that could, would be Well, and a lot of this. that goes to the quarterback,
2: man. Like yeah. that guy has won a bunch of games. He yeah. is not going to embarrass you. He's not gonna lose games for you. Uh, and he could go win you a few games with doing something special or throwing an eighty yard bomb or something.
0: Yeah, it would it would be hard not to go at least eight and four. I agree with you. That would be but you I don't did. think you'd have said that two weeks ago or yeah, three weeks sure. ago.
1: It would have been a great season. Two like weeks
2: that ago. defensive line has been. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the kid from West Virginia, I think, is a player. The Oregon State guy gives you some real quality depth. Like, the like,
1: Oregon Oregon State
0: guy was second team all conference. Yeah, dude, I mean, the he, Oregon yeah. State guy is is the better of the pickups right there, Corey.
2: No, but the, I. But what is he? Is he an end or is he a, is he a is he a both? Is he an interior guy? He's a pretty big dude. Isn't He's he? an edge setter. He's okay, you're yeah. not
0: running you're not running the ball on that dude.
2: But I guess the the way I say that he's an edge setter, but I don't foresee him starting. Hey, man, I think Marvin's going to start, but that's the beauty of what oh, they've hey, done. Let them
0: compete. I don't know. Marvin hasn't done anything in college, right. yet. But this again,
2: is has... it that, that the point? I'm tra- that's the point I'm trying to make. The, right. the defensive line has added so much depth. I don't mean depth. as that he's going to play twelve snaps a game? The competition just to get on the field. The rotation they're going oh, to be legit in, good. Yeah,
1: yeah. The fact that Marvin hasn't done a ton and he hasn't really played. He hasn't really been an edge setter. I mean, I just think that there's a chance he may be the third guy in the rotation. We'll Maybe, see. But, but there's a lot of time. Talent- and then the West Virginia kid's talented. So think
2: yeah. about the fact that you might have Marvin Jones Jr. as your third guy. Right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it's good, cool. man. It's cool. Better defense, than you your third guy last year.
1: Yeah, the defensive line additions has probably been the uh, the biggest different. Him and the quarterback. Those two things are what I think. Everything else is. You know, you knew they would get players at those positions. Those two things, I think, take it to a different level.
0: All right, last one. This comes from Nick. At Alabama, Bear Bryant had an 81% win percentage. He won 14 SEC championships and six national titles. Also at Alabama, Nick Saban had an 87% win percentage, which, by the way, is absurd. Nine SEC championships and six national championships. In the 24 years between the two, Alabama went through six head coaches and won 66% of their games, three conference titles, and one national title. Does Alabama go back to being what they always were without these two legends?
1: That's good. One, it's be, would, like, the One dude would like can to coach.
2: Him. The guy can coach, but he, you know, Nick Saban's the best that's ever done it. Bear Bryant, they named the stadium after him. Like that in all in the middle was a bunch of
0: bums. Average well, Gene, Gene I Gene love Gene Stallings. Really he, he gave Gene Stallings the national championship yeah. in the question. We, I'm not counting him. But all those other guys, all the
2: Mikes they hired were just. Average ass or below average co- coaches. Hell, they hired a Mike that go. never
0: got the coach. Yeah, Mike right <laughs> out there at the strip club to this day. And uh, Curry,
1: the Curry era didn't go great. So yeah, <laughs> oh, no, it
0: didn't. didn't go.
2: <laughs> so it had some issues. Ray but, Perkins wasn't incredible yeah. either. Either. Yeah, Man. I think that's the thing. Is like the people of a certain age, like my son, his friends, kids that are in college, they think Alabama is this unwavering juggernaut. And it's like, no, man, it took a perfect marriage of that program that's a big-time program, nobody's arguing that, getting the best coach of all time. If De DeBoer is just the 16th best coach in the country, which is still you know top 10% or top 15%, they're going to lose three or four games almost every year. Nick Saban never lost four games in Alabama except for his first year when he's out there losing to X Lee.
0: He's out there losing to Louisiana
2: Monroe. Yeah. Well, I mean, at home, at
0: home, by the way, do you, do
1: you think Mike Norvell, I don't know if anybody realized what was going to happen at Alabama, the way it happened in terms of this exodus. And I don't, I think Mike Norvell might've been able to stem the tide because some of these players who are leaving, at least might've been recruited by Mike Norvell, whereas they probably weren't by Kaelin DeBoer. Um, do you think he would regretted it if he went there and this happened? You know, or how much would he have regretted it? I, mean, I hope. How much would've. happier? How much happier do you think he is with his decision now? Yeah, it's a thing. which just a happened? Lot more.
0: No, a lot you're happier. never going to get the opportunity to be Alabama's head. It, it, likely, yeah. you're never going to get the opportunity to be the Alabama head coach again. Right. So, you, you, that, this was it. This was this was the time to do it. That's why Kalen DeBoer probably said yes, right? Because you can't live up to Nick Saban. You cannot. He oh. will not. None of Mike would not have. This guy is not going to, and you're being hired to be fired in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, You'd rather be the next guy.
0: Yeah, and, and everybody knows that, right? And so he would have done it knowing that I'm never gonna be this other guy that I'm replacing. And I'm only gonna be compared to that guy because I'm first up. So that has to weigh on your decision a little bit. I mean, you still may do it. You still may say, I got the greatest resources in the world. I'm gonna be paid more money than I'm currently being paid. I can be paid more than anybody else. And I'm gonna get you know, incredible talent. There's a good chance I go and win eleven games a year at Alabama. I mean, that's an amazing thing. But you're still, it's not going to be good enough. That's no. it's crazy.
2: I would have thought it would have been a uh, not career suicide necessarily, but it, it's it I man. The risk there to me so far outweighs the reward of it. Like no matter what you do, you're going to be worse than the guy that you you took over for because you the have to, to win done. at least
0: one or two national championships. Period. Even if least. you
2: get to the playoff. Just yeah, that ain't to be, gonna that's yeah. not gonna be good enough. No,
0: and Florida no. State,
2: he is the uh he revitalized the program. He's yeah. beloved. You yes, see, it would just be crazy to go take over a place that, that will never love you like they love those other two guys. And you're always gonna be fighting them. Um and look, there's no guarantee they're gonna keep recruiting at this level. Nick Saban's name rang out. Across oh, the country, it was, Mike Mills does not.
1: The thing about Sabin is he just like Chushevsky in basketball, he was synonymous with the sport. So when he would show up at kids' houses, it was like Bowden back in the day, yeah. but, but probably to a higher degree. Yeah. And and when Bowden was, I mean, you hear the stories, the players that Antonio Cromarty was just talking, I think it was Cromarty, one of those guys was talking recently about being recruited by Bowden and how the whole neighborhood would would show up but at he showed it, up, you know yeah. and, and so think about that with Sabin. In this era with yeah. the exposure now and six national titles, whatever. I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, – they'll, they'll never be anything quite like that. And, Corey,
0: that. I'll say it. Uh, there, Not only is there no guarantee, I will guarantee they will not come close right. to recruiting at that level. Right. It's so not going to be then it, becomes, then it becomes a hard-ass job. Yes. You're in the SEC West. Yes. On the
2: same level as all those other teams trying to – And oh, Texas and
0: Oklahoma are, in are coming in. Have fun yes. with
2: that.
1: And he's going to have an office in your building. Congratulations. Good good luck with that.
0: That's my favorite part. Like you look back at, you're at practice, you look back and there's Nick with a cigar. You're like, what
1: the hell? I mean, it's going to be two or three losses before they start interviewing him. Chris Lowe and the the ESPN people are interviewing him. Last thing I want to say real quick on that note, I just want to give a shout out to Bobby Bowden for not doing that because Florida state would have loved to have kept the connection with him. He was, it was obviously acrimonious when he got pushed out. He was mad and I get it. But Florida State, at some point, they did get him back in to do some endorsement stuff and, and to come around. But Bobby Bowden, part of the reason he, no matter how it ended, he was never going to be that guy he to didn't take want to the office. The next guy. Yeah, yeah. And you got Spurrier's got an office in the swamp. Yeah. And, and this guy, Pat Dye, did it team. at Auburn. Yeah, yeah. This guy's doing it. Man, it's, uh, it, Bobby Bowden was, it was good for Jimbo Fisher that Bowden didn't try to do that.
0: I'm glad he did too, Ryan. I think it's good to point it out, Ira, I should say, but I, I don't understand why these guys do that. Yeah. I mean, you're a coach. You know that's unfair to the next guy. Right. Why, do you, why do you do yeah. that?
1: I mean, Napier's probably not going to do this to the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> you think I would want
0: Napier there every day. I'd be like, <laughs> i don't to go ask Billy. How did Billy do that? Kirby
1: uh, should get Ray Goff in <laughs> office.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ira Chaffeele and Corey Clark, I'm Jeff Cameron, and good job Tom Lang producing. Peace, everybody. Sorry we were late this week.